Hello, hello, hello. This is The Gaily Show. We chat up LGBTQ culture and entertainment. I'm your host, JP Darbogosian. If you haven't been reading Amy Spaulding, I'm going to give you a lot of reasons to. Amy received the 2023 Human Rights Campaign Visibility Award for her writing, and she joined me to talk about her new novel that dropped this week at her service. Amy Spaulding, thank you for joining me on The Gaily Show today. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, absolutely. So I feel like the way the world is going, that the only thing I can truly count on are rom-coms. So please tell us about your new rom-com that just dropped this week. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I feel the exact same way. It's why I started writing rom-coms in the first place. My new book is At Her Service. I'm going to hold it up because I know there's a video that goes out. And if you're just listening oh, yeah. to this, you know what? Google it. It'll, it won't be different. You'll know what it looks like. At Her Service is about Max, who's a Hollywood <laughs> assistant at a talent agency. She wants so many, you know how it is when you're in your 20s, you want so many things. You want to get the promotion, you want to fall in love, you want to have a cool group of friends that you kind of, you thought you would just get when you landed in LA, you didn't know you might have to work for it. And so <laughs> she is sort of like at this point in life where she wants all these things, but she doesn't know how to go after it. So she has an influencer roommate who... It gets her to do a uh, campaign with a new self-help app. So she is going to let the app guide her to get the girl, fall in love, find community. Obviously, some shenanigans ensue. On on the way to all of this, she's also got a giant crush on a hot bartender, which I think is a universal experience of life, is having a crush on a hot bartender or a barista or someone with good forearms who makes you beverages. <laughs> <laughs> And Sadie, the bartender, is trying to send, she's trying to save her uncle's uh, historic queer bar in Silver Lake and really kind of struggling with that. And so, you know, can Max admit her feelings for Sadie? Can Sadie save this bar? We will find out. Do bartenders all have great forearms? Yes, we can answer that. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could say I hadn't done this, but I have gone to bars that I was sort of so-so on, but the bartender was cute. And so I was like, I'm just going to go for him. So I totally get that. 100%. And what is it with the forearms? Is it the, is it the, like the, the shaking or the, this, or like, I don't even know. That was kind of a weird uh, thing to make on video. So maybe I'll edit that out, but you know, it's like the, how are they, <laughs> what is it with the forearms? Do they just work out the forearms? Like, like I don't how do you, also, I feel like until you meet, I, for me, it was like, that's when I was like, oh, do I like forearms now? Am I a forearm guy? Like, who even knew? <laughs> so this is your second rom-com. You got your start in YA fiction. Yes, I have seven YA novels, which is unbelievable to me. And I feel super fortunate. And I kind of thought I would only ever write YA. I love writing, you know, all that fun stuff when you're a teen and it's really dramatic and it's the first time everything's happened. But actually during during lockdown when i was stuck in my apartment and you know everything was terrifying and i didn't know where to channel my anxiety i was channeling it into reading a ton of rom-coms and i thought i was waiting for word on my on the contract for my next ya novel and i thought like i've got to do something i have all this spare time and like doom scrolling twitter's not helping apparently we didn't save the world doing that so i started writing a rom-com for adults and Oh, it was like the most joyful thing I've done in forever. And that became For Her Consideration, which is my first book for adults. And uh, that led to At Her Service, which is a book that comes out this week. 
Congratulations. There's just something so nice that you can count on in the genre of a rom-com. You know what I mean? Even the, you just, you know, the beats that are going to happen, you know, the, you know, the, the tropes that you, I mean, is the tropes? I don't know. There's just something about the genre that is just so comfort food for reading. And yes, so because totally you know get... that no matter like stressful things are going to happen during it, right? There's going to be like mm-hmm. misunderstandings, hurt feelings, you know, cross wires, but you know in your heart that they're going to be okay by the end. So you can kind of like enjoy all the stressful feelings because it's going to work out. You know, it's going to work out. And like, yes, I love it when you get to the meet cute and you like feel that you feel that it's going to happen. I love when they're like setting up a certain trope, like, oh, there's only going to be one bed they can share. Of course, there's only going to be one bed, (laughs) but I don't find it predictable. I like get delighted when an author like gets me there and I didn't realize it was going to happen. Right. Yes. Definitely, definitely. So I, I always love uh, asking folks, what is the scene in the novel that you just had a riot writing about? So in the book, Max is trying to find community. And so she joins a queer kickball league and <laughs> writing about like the first practice, the team dynamics, you know, getting to a park and there's just like weird group of queer individuals yelling at each other. They all have like weird nicknames already. Just guessing like what t-shirt everyone was going to be wearing and all the stupid pop culture references. I, I love stuff like that. That's so fun for me. And I used to be so scared of writing group scenes because you have to like introduce all these people and do all this like descriptive mm-hmm. work and like not go too far. Or it's annoying. But I feel like with this book, I was like, let's just keep putting in more characters. Let's find all these really fun. If the book is about her finding community, if that's sort of the journey she's on, like, let's build that community. Also, of course, it's a rom-com. It's very fun to write all the romantic scenes. It's fun to write all the sexy scenes. Like, I have a blast doing that. Do you play kickball? No, I'm so unathletic, but I decided I didn't want to let that hold my fictional characters back. I had actually just, do you know the podcast Normal Gossip? No. Well, first of all, listen to Normal Gossip. It's just like people pass on stories from like people they know, like just juicy things that have happened. It's, It's great. But there was an episode of that where there was queer kickball league drama that I listened to literally the week that I was trying to figure out, like, what would her extracurricular be? And I was like, this is a sign. Let's do it. Also, there aren't that like the rules are pretty easy for me, a non-athletic person to write. Like, it's kickball. Like, we all did it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to like I did a little research. I'll be honest. I didn't want to be like a total idiot with it. But I was like, I think I got it. You don't have to explain, like, the offside rule in football or, like, figure out the details of, like, rugby or roller derby or stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like roller derby. It's like you like the book needs to then be about roller derby. There's so much. And I'm like, kickball. We got it. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Also, someone can show up and just be good at kickball. Right. Other things. There's too many rules. You can't, like, just show up and be good. Yes, it's very democratic, very democratic. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of democracy, I also always love asking uh, authors about how are you navigating LGBTQ book bans right now? Being an author, particularly YA, I wanted to ask you about that as well, you know, writing for young adults. And I think that the most revolutionary work that's happening right now is actually in YA, the imaginative work, the structural, like the characters, what's happening. I think that's just 
particularly because it's the first time we've seen this just like this boom of young queer YA fiction. But I also at the same time, we're seeing this, you know, huge book banning going on. And so as a YA author, as a rom-com author, as the recipient of a human rights campaign award for your contributions, you. <laughs> you know, what is your take on book bans right now? Well, first of all, I think they're terrible. I'm just going to go out on a limb with that hot take. All right. Yeah, I, it's so frustrating. My YA book, The Summer of Jordi Perez and the Best Burger in Los Angeles, is on, you know, they make these lists that have just like hundreds of books mm -hmm. that they like send out and then they ask school districts to just ban the whole thing is mm -hmm. on there. And it's on a few of those, I think. And it's listed as being sexually explicit, which is news to me about my like sweet, fluffy YA rom-com that has no sex in it. So it's like, it's... It makes me angry enough because we all know that this is coming from fear and hate of queer people, of people of color. Um, there's, I looked at a study from Pen America recently. It's also a lot of stuff like books where kids are dealing with like grief or the aftermath of sexual violence are getting banned. It's literally like mm -hmm. our kids should, my kids should never have to see something scary or that challenges their POV. And it's like, I'm sorry, but kids do deal with grief. Kids do deal with the aftermath of sexual violence, unfortunately. I wish all those things weren't true. But it's so mm -hmm. good they have these books to turn to. It's so good that, like, when I was growing up, uh, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, there were not books with, like, cool queer kids. or like, books where maybe a queer person got murdered in the background and that was it. Like, mm -hmm. nothing. In YA, nothing. And, like, I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't have, you know, representation of just, like, even when we started getting things on TV, like bisexual people were always, you know, like having a lot of sex in like nightclubs and wearing black leather. They weren't just like, you know, a woman in glasses who wanted to pet a cat and read a book at home who also you know, <laughs> thought multiple genders were hot. <laughs> and so, like, I think it's so great kids have all these, you know, role models, fictional, not like in real life to look up to today. And the fact that more of them are therefore identifying as queer, people are getting scared, people are being hateful, but it's, you know, it's just that we finally are giving people the words for who they are. And uh, I just, all we can do is keep putting our books out there, keep doing the work, but it is, it's so frustrating and it feels really hopeless sometimes. Well, we have to leave it there, but Amy Spaulding, I loved this. So you have a standing invitation to come back anytime on The Gailey Show if you just want to chat. But if you've got new work coming out, definitely, you know, give us a call and we will have you back here because this has been a delight. Thank you for being here today. I'd love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. You can get your own copy of At Her Service at our bookstore powered by bookshop.org. Links in the show notes on your screen if you're watching us online or on our website. So tomorrow is the Queer Rights Book Fair. It's organized by Twin Cities Pride and hosted by Urban Growler Brewing. I'll be there. You can stop by my table, say hello. I'll have LGBTQ book recommendations just for you. It's from 12 to 5 p.m. You can meet local queer authors and connect with queer-friendly bookstores. Urban Growler will have a book-themed food and drink menu available. I'm also told there will be hot chocolate. So many cool folks to hang out with. Cream and Amber Books from Hopkins, Minnesota. Minneapolis-based Tropes and Trifles. You can meet the folks behind the quarterly publication Better Homes and Dykes. Plus local author and fashion designer Christopher Straub and 15-year-old Grayson Lee White, who last year just published Dotson, My Journey Growing Up Transgender, illustrated by Stephanie Ross Sison. So see you tomorrow, Queer Rights Book Fair, Urban Growler Brewing. 
Okay, we need to talk about Bruno. Boom Boom Bruno. It's a new series streaming on HBO Max. It's from Germany. You may have seen the clip of the absolutely adorable meet cute of the gay couple at a roller skating rink, and it is adorable. And you may be tempted to think there's going to be more of our two boys. Well, the premise of the show is that two officers are assigned to investigate the murder of a drag queen. One of the officers, Mark, wants to be a drag queen, but is in the closet about it. And the other officer is Bruno. Boom, boom, Bruno. That's what he calls himself. Imagine taking all the worst traits of toxic, toxic rather masculinity and shoving it into a single character. It makes it really hard to watch. And you think that maybe you'll get more of our relationship with Mark and Mickey, but no. And there are too many crime shows on TV, which means that everyone has some basic understanding of investigations, but the writers of this show will leave you stupefied at the stupidity or downright ignorance of how to conduct a police investigation. I mean, you'll be talking to the TV or shouting, why not look at the text messages or look at the CCTV footage or maybe don't walk unarmed and stand in front of someone who's pointing a gun at your partner? Maybe we in my household, we stuck it out, hoping for more Mark and Mickey, and it never came. Don't make the same mistake unless you want to laugh at bad TV and talk at your TV. Boom Boom Bruno is streaming on Max. Okay, I've got a new book that also just came out that I think you might be interested in. It's called Love and Other Wild Things. It's by Allison Root, and it just came out on February 15th. So this novel is about Ellie Bishop, who is America's sweetheart, and she yearns for challenging roles beyond her rom-com image when her manager offers her a TV show, Wild Celebrities. Ellie's enthusiasm wanes. The survival-themed adventure, far from her comfort zone, involves a month in the Amazon with a survival expert. Robin Stewart, a former Navy bodyguard who's seeking change of her own, and she reluctantly joins the show after a plea from a friend. And despite finding Ellie attractive, Robin doubts Ellie's wilderness aptitude. The unexpected occurs as their plane woo, crashes in the rainforest, leaving them stranded. Now, Robin must utilize her survival skills to guide Ellie and the others to safety, but in this challenging ordeal, can the two women overcome their differences and find more than wild things in the rainforest? More information for Love and Other Wild Things is available at Allison's website, allisonroot.com. Hey, so we have a new Instagram. It's at the underscore Gailey show. Please give us a follow there because we're going to be putting clips from upcoming interviews and episodes the week before they air on AM950. And also, I want to hear from you, like, literally. So if you go to thisqueerbook.com, scroll down on the homepage, you'll see a little microphone in an orange box, and you can click it, and using your laptop's microphone or your phone's microphone, you can send me a message on what LGBTQ media you are loving right now. And that's what I want to hear from you. What's LGBTQ? Books, films, TV, music, are you absolutely loving and want to share with me right now and maybe share with our audience because I may just play your message on the air.
So go to thisqueerbook.com, scroll down on the homepage, click on the bright orange microphone. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks everyone for listening and or watching. And until our next episode, see you queers and allies in the bookstores.